Yins guys. Today is April 11th, 2021. The Bucks get the series win against the Cubs today. Starting pitching showing good signs this series. And the offense is clicking as well. Let's talk about the opening series at PNC Park and more here on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Let's go Bucks. What's up, Jake? How are you doing, bud? Doing good. Buckos get a series win. Yeah, boy, let's go Bucks. Feels pretty good. Yeah, it does. It really does. So we had the uh, we had the pleasure of getting to PNC Park on Thursday for the home opener. So much fun, dude! It just felt it felt good to be back there. Yeah, it felt good to be back in the. And I know we weren't, you know, shoulder to shoulder with people, but it felt good to be back in the ballpark, being able to interact with some people, even if it was from a little bit of a distance. Yeah, we were going to try. I know I said on the last one we were going to try to set up and maybe do some recording, some interviews, something like that. It just didn't work out. wasn't in the cards for the day. Um, but we did get to meet some people. We got to have some conversations. That was pretty good. We got to get some mm-hmm. Giovanni's pizza. Oh, man. I will Best say... I think I realized, though, that my Giovanni's and the Pirates win thing, it must have to do with pepperoni. You know, it must have to do yeah. with pepperoni. Because I got cheese pizza. There, that's That was it. So maybe if I just get pepperoni. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a lot of good things um, outside of the actual performance and the score. Just, yeah, hearing all the sounds. And it, it had been... It'd been a minute, you know what I mean? It wasn't just last year. Uh, we started looking at it, and it was probably before the All-Star break when when I, in 2019, before the All-Star break when we made our last game there. I don't, you know, obviously probably wasn't that long for you, but for us to make it into town and get there, it had been a while. Yeah. But do you have a favorite favorite part, favorite moment, anything like that? Just being in my seat and hearing the organ played, you know, all, all the all the organ playing and, and just the sounds of the ballpark, the smell of the ballpark, just the whole thing, man. I, it just never gets old for me. Yeah, you got to see the hoist the colors. Oh yeah, I love that clip. It, the I only thing that's it. bad about it is you're losing when you see it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But I get chills every time. Yeah, and what we missed is uh, what we heard the last couple of days, as far as on TV, is they're they're playing a new pirate generation again. Ah, yeah, nice. But we didn't get to hear that. No, I yeah. think my favorite moment was uh, the David Bednar appearance. Uh, seeing the the family when he came out, renegade playing, and seeing the family out there like just losing their minds because he got in the game. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I uh, thought that was a cool moment. The, the the dramatic diving catch by Brian Reynolds to make his one pitch an out. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Could have been worse yeah. and just glad that it wasn't worse. But yeah, that to me, how Pirates fan of that uh, for me to say that, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though. No, but w- maybe it's with fans for all teams. But like, I feel like pirate fans, we go for the heartstrings all the time. Like, I don't know what it is. 
I don't know why yeah. we do it, but like that was Thursday's thing. Then Saturday was the whole Phil Coin part of it, you know, yeah. with with him passing, and that was like a moment for a lot of people. Um, and then Philip Evans with his family there, and then he's out there. You know, they come running down after the game, after the interview, and they're all going nuts. And then in the whole Mitch Keller situation, that moment in the dugout with him and Shelton. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of, yeah, I feel like there was a lot of comments on that. And just the, the idea that Shelton, like we haven't gotten to see moments like this with him yet. And I thought that was not only a, a big start for Keller, but for him to make a deal of it. And the way that Keller responded to that just looks like that's a really cool thing. Yeah. You know, Trevor Williams getting the pitch on Sunday and then doing a thing for him. It, you just keep keep that going. Jacob Stallings and him are really close, and so that was like a a big thing, which was hilarious. Listen to Jacob Stallings after the game today saying that he didn't like it. They're like, what did it feel like facing your buddy? And he's like, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> he's like, we hang out. Like, our families hang out. I didn't like it. <laughs> like, a lot of guys like to compete against them, but he was out on it. Yeah. It was so funny. But I don't know. I just think we do that, though. You know, we and do. my goodness. And I'm sure at this point, all of MLB is making a big deal about fans being back. Mm-hmm. So, all the same in Pittsburgh, they make it these sappy, like, yeah. love story type uh, videos that you see. and. Um, they just try to make it special. I think the media teams uh, for for the Pirates are really good. Yeah, I really. I, do. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, to baseball, outside of all these, you know, baseball love affair stuff, mm-hmm. um, they did drop the the home opener, but came back and won the next two. So I feel like that's the exact same thing we did in Chicago. We took the first one and let them have the other ones. So they did the same to us. Yeah. Um, obviously not on purpose, but um, <laughs> saw a lot of good things uh, Thursday, even, you know, just while we were there. Tyler Anderson, we talked about last week, uh, the starting pitching was, I mean, for lack of a better word, it was bad. And we addressed throwing strikes, limiting, you know, getting – uh, the walks out of the game and things like that. And Tyler Anderson was kind of the guy who did that the first time through. Yeah. He did it again. Five and a third. Probably just, if you just end him at five innings, <laughs> then he's, <laughs> you know, he's got one run, five innings. He looks all right. He did, he gave up hits, but that's because he was in the strike zone all day. Yeah. I mean, 73% strikes. He's just, I, don't, I wonder what, remember, we talked uh, about 67% being the really good pitchers and 60, what was it, 65% being average or, no, it was like three. Yeah. It was like 64%, something like that. It was 62 to 65, I think is what it was. 62 yeah. is average. To think about 73, I wonder if there's a time when that percentage gets so high that it actually takes the opposite turn. I could see that being the case, but I mean, if you if if you ask me, give up ten hits. If you only give up three runs on ten hits, yeah, I I can I can live with that. Yeah, and he didn't. But walk if you're anyone. giving up those, 
Yeah, and you're not walking, guys. I I get it. But if you're going to – those 10 hits can't be home run. Like, obviously not all 10, but you can't give up two, two hits and then a homer. I didn't pay like attention. You, Did they have any stolen bases while we were there? I don't think the Cubs even I ran. How do you have I don't 10 think hits? They did. You have Tyler Anderson pitching and you didn't run. Uh we, we did we did we also noticed that the game he did do away with his hesitation with runners on base. At least he was quicker about it. For it felt like know, it he would mix lied. in he would mix in, you know, a regular it's like a slide step or a regular lift is, you know, without that hitch. Okay. I Feel like you would have to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but an, uh, if they catch on to that and you do it every time, they're going to run on you. Yeah, another You'd good start from to. him, though. Yeah. So and and really, the second home run, the Baez home run, that ball was destined to hit the dirt. Like Stallings was going down to block it, and Baez golfed it out. So kudos to Baez on that one. He earned it. Yeah, he went and got it. Bullpen, just the solo homer off Howard. That Rizzo absolutely, I mean, the sound of of the ball off the bat when Rizzo hit that, geez. It was loud. But other than that, bullpen did a good job. And you'll see that. There were were a couple balls off that were hit off Howard that were super loud. Rizzo's, that actually was a home run. But also, if you remember, Peterson hit that shot to second base. Uh, Frazier fielded it, but. It was loud. Yeah. So he wasn't missing a lot of barrels. Yeah, ultimately they got out of it and uh, just couldn't get enough runs. Yeah. Saturday, everything seemed to change. Better at-bats. It just seemed to change. You started off the game, Keller walks the first guy on five pitches, and you're like, here we go. You know, you just kind of felt like it's going to be another one. Yeah. Then he strikes out Contreras on three pitches. All right. You know, a little check swing strike out there. He ends up giving up the run, but just the one run. And then he goes out in the second inning. So he threw 17 pitches in the first inning, 17 pitches in the second inning. A little bit of the, little bit of the same thing. Kind of, you're just kind of wondering like, man, I just don't, you know, he just didn't look comfortable. He just didn't feel like he was throwing strikes. He didn't look like he had confidence much at all. Yeah. And then the bottom of the second inning, here come the Pirates dropping seven runs on Davies, and they just looked locked in. Like it was like every hitter. They were four for six with runners in scoring position in that inning. And the only two that didn't get a hit were Alfred and Keller (laughs) with runners in scoring position. You know what I mean? Then it rolled over, and then they kept hitting. Uh, Impressive inning. They just, they went at it. After that, sticking with Keller here, 12 pitches in the third, 15 in the fourth, and then 19 in the in the fifth when you can tell he was like, okay, you know, let's let's battle through this and get done with it. And then that's when they had the moment in the dugout and everything like that. But Mitch Keller mm-hmm. turned a corner there, I felt like his fastball up in the zone started to loc or started to locate it. Yeah. And he was getting the, the velocity was up a little bit too. Yeah. And he just threw more strikes. He ended the day with 71% strikes. Right back to that same thing. That leadoff walk was his only walk, and he struck out seven after that. Yeah. So, big start for Mitch Keller. It's a great sign moving forward. Hopefully, 
he can build off of that. But that's the kind of Mitch Keller that you were looking forward to seeing, I know. Yeah. I mean, I we remember, all were, and, but. Right. But, and I, I was expecting that to happen. But, um, just with everything that he's been projected to do and seeing him, I feel like he's, his progression is finally getting there where, where, where we wanted to see him get there, where we wanted to see him get to. But yeah, he, he looked, he looked a lot better after that. You I know, think this settled is, in there. Yeah. I think this is the ticket is getting to five innings. Get into the sixth or end your day after the fifth. If these, if this starting rotation that we know that we have right now, if they can give us five innings, I'm happy with that. I feel like that's where I'm happy with. Yeah. And I kind of, to rebuttal that a little bit, I want to see Cool, Keller, and maybe one other guy be able to get through six every time out. Only have two or three guys that you gotta you gotta fill in four innings. Well, but we've got eighteen guys in the bullpen. You're not wrong, but at the same time, it's still it's it's gonna get old quick if you can only get five. But I think asking Chad Cool right now to get you through six innings is a pipe dream. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think that if you could get Chad Cool through five innings, I think you get a better version of Chad Cool. Then what I mean, right now we're looking at three innings. Yeah. I think for Mitch Keller moving forward, I think after, you know, as he continues to do this, because this was a good start, they're going to get better than this. And they're also, I mean, he's going to have starts where he gets hit a little bit. Yeah. But I think for Mitch Keller, I think that that you're right. I think if he can get us into that sixth or if he can get us into the seventh inning before hitting our bullpen, that's great. Yeah, and I, but then you're Brew, talking Brew about Baker. a really good Brew Baker could possibly Brew Baker's the other one that I I'd like to see be able to get six innings out of. Yeah, and he's majority like, of the starts, you know, you know majority of the starts. essentially his first year too, and he got us into yeah. the sixth today, went and yeah. pitched in the sixth, and maybe that's it. I mean, Keller threw eighty pitches, so as he stretches out, if he had another inning in him, like he's definitely got the pitch count for another inning. Yeah. At, once you get into June, July, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know that after 2020, they're being really cautious with pitch count right now, and that's the way that they're going. Pitch count is the – it's not innings anymore. It's pitch count. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I Now, see, I, I coach high school baseball, and I, and I love the pitch count in high school baseball. I love keeping track of the kids being overused. And they play 28 games throughout the season. Right. So when I look at the way I'm starting to think about 162 games, I kind of understand the pitch count. I, I used to be 100% against it. And and it's just... The numbers don't I'm lie. I'm starting to... I'm just... It's just... Yeah, numbers don't lie. I, I get it. I'm not... I'm still not a huge fan of it, but I get it. Yeah, bullpen solid again on Saturday. Clay Holmes gives up that run in the eighth, but, I mean, an infield single to Contreras. He steals second, and then Peterson hits a bloop single to left that scores him. So, other than that, they were lights out. Four yeah. innings, three hits, That just that run, a walk, and seven Ks. 
from Underwood Homes in Feliz. I mean, it's just lights out. You get this, the same thing as opening day. You get this bullpen a lead, and they seem to be on another level. Yeah. But it, then again, even on Thursday, they were good. So, yeah, but that second inning, I said they were four for six. They The, the offense ended the day four for 12 with runners in scoring position. But that's how it happens, right? You have your big inning. It happens in that inning. And and I know that when you say like, oh, well, yeah, but then they were 0 for 6 the rest of the game. That's fine. I'm actually okay with that. If so long as you were 4 for 6 in the inning where you had the rally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to me, 4 for 12, is that's still pretty good. That's not, what was it, 3 for 20, 1 for 20 or something like that? Yeah, it was bad. Um, Two hits. From Frazier, Evans, and Moran. And Moran even got walked twice. Evans at the homer in the sixth. Saturday was a good day. You drop the eight runs. You know, you get that Evans homer in a sixth. You end up winning by six. Easy game. Yeah. And it busts you, and it busts you out of your funk. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the big thing. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, though, because I was saying, like, 17 pitches for the first and second inning, that's not a ton. If you can keep it 15 and below... You know, or right around 15, which 17 is right around 15. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the deal there. And even though 17 pitches is a good number, I still felt like I wasn't sure about Keller. And I felt like he took the mound different in the third inning with a seven-run lead, six-run lead. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and you should, because the last thing you want to do when you have a big lead like that is start throwing balls. It just comes back to bite you. Yeah, and he just threw with more confidence and all that stuff. I thought it was really good. And so, like, it's one of those things where, you know, when you want to do that, when you want to turn a corner and when you want to change things up, a lot of times it's a starting pitcher that does it. But this time I felt like it was just the offense in that second inning. Yeah. And it changed Keller, which then when Keller came back out and did what he did, it changed. Yeah. And I felt like that was what was important. And then today which Sunday, Trevor Williams gets the start against the Pirates. They played a nice little thing before the game. He ended up giving up five runs, so we had another day like that. Another good second inning, three runs, thanks to JB uh, JT Brubaker's pace hit. <laughs> yeah. Scoring two, helping himself out. But what was interesting about that is Fowler hits the double that brings in one run, first hit from a center fielder this year, which was good. Mm-hmm. But Fowler hits the double, and then Brubaker just sprays that ball to right field. But it's the idea that the bottom of the order actually did something. Yeah. And that's something we haven't been seeing. It was a good sign. I think that kind of sparked some other things. And the good thing about this game was 4 for 13 with runners in scoring position. And this is what I was saying. 4 for 12 is not a bad number. Because if it happens in all one inning, then that's just the way it happened. Today was a good example of that. Three in the second, one in the third, one in the fourth, two in the seventh on the Defoe two-run homer. But four for 13, but they were able to spread their runs a- across multiple innings and go four for 13. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm okay with that. The, the Cubs, on the other hand, were 0 for 6. So that was big. Brubaker was good. Five and a third, four hits, just the run, only one walk. 62% strikes, which we said is Major League Baseball average. Yeah. So he was right there. And he only walked the one. So being at 62%, he 
when the other two were at, at the 70, he still only walked one. So he's able to go out and do what he was supposed to do. Yeah. A little bit of fireworks in today's game. Uh, so the, the double play, so we get the three runs. The Cubs get one, we get three. They're right back in position to score again. Runners on the corners, and Rizzo hits the ground ball to first. He throws to, to Newman. Contreras mm-hmm. slides wide of the bag. Newman jumps, throws the first. He throws it away. Run scores. And so they challenge it, which I thought was kind of interesting at, at first because I thought, okay, we watch the replay, and Contreras doesn't grab second base. And from my view, uh, Wainer and Greg Brown were kind of the saying the same thing. They felt like he could have reached and grabbed second, and he just didn't. And then he slid on past second base, popped up past the base. But he had he grabbed the base, he would have stopped at second. And yeah. I don't think this would have even been a thing. He he didn't even make contact with with Newman. He broke right. up the double play. He made Newman throw off balance, and he threw it away. And it, had he grabbed the base, they would have had a run scored and had another had another hitter. Right. Like you're talking about Bryant getting up with a guy with Rizzo at second right after they scored a run. They're about ready to tie this game, maybe. And like I said, I didn't think it was dirty. I think if he touches second no. base, he doesn't get he doesn't get hit for it. If right. he, if he touches it and he stays on it, he didn't go cleats up. He didn't jump up in the air. He was just trying to break up a double play, but he didn't reach for second base. So that's the way the rule's written. Right. He has to make an attempt to get to second, and he didn't. So I, I think the right call was made, but at the same time, I didn't think it was dirty. I didn't think it was unsportsmanlike. Sure. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like you could see that out of Contreras from time to time. However, from I mean, we've seen him six games so far this year. I think he's grown up a little bit. Yeah. Like I feel like he hasn't been that hothead quite as much. Um, not what he used to be. I know there's probably been a, a couple moments, but sure. But that was like an interesting play. And then Bryant gets beamed the very next time he gets up. It was an inside pitch, not very inside, hit his elbow pad. The umpire freaks out, throws somebody <laughs> out from the Cubs. Like he just says, I'm gonna talk. And then the Cubs bench is like, hey, what are you going to talk about? Or I don't know what they really said. But basically, right. they. and then he said, you're supposed to be a coach. He throws somebody out. I kind of felt like the umpires escalated the situation. I didn't feel like there was really, like, I feel like it just went inside on him. And I don't think anybody was really mad about Contreras' slide. Except for the umps right. made it more than what it was. Yeah. Which kind of made everybody a little bit tense. And I and Brubaker, it messed him up. He looked like, oh man, I can't. What am I going to do now? And I, he settled down, but it was kind of interesting. Like I, I was actually like, crap, he's going to fall apart right here because <laughs> he's like, because <laughs> he's thinking like, I can't hit anybody. I'm going to get thrown out of this game. Right. It was kind of a weird situation, but overall, good start. I, I think it was a good step for Brubaker. He's still young. Like right. he doesn't. No, but. I think Brubaker's got a lot of talent. I think he's got a, a lot of movement on his pitches, and, and I think he's got the stuff to attack the zone, attack hitters, and, and go get them. And, and like, I mean, 5.1 innings today, he gave up four hits. Oh, hey, uh, he's not going to do that every time out, but 
You know, I I think he's capable, basically. I think he's capable of getting us into the sixth inning, you know, maybe even through the sixth inning pretty pretty often. I guess the only interesting thing for Brubaker in that situation is just the fact that, like, Keller's different because he's pitched in parts of two years. Yeah. Where this is basically Brubaker's, like, this is it. This is his beginning. So, yeah. So that, I think I'd be a little more patient in that way with him, but he's already impressed me. Like I said, I didn't think he was even going to have enough innings to be a major factor. And then Brault goes down and Brubaker's there and he ain't going anywhere. When Brault comes back, Brubaker's not going anywhere. No. You know what I mean? Right. He's looked the best. I mean, I, I like the way he looked last year uh, in, in a few games he got to start last year. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's it. So 11 games last year, nine starts, 494, 48 strikeouts, and 47 innings. So he was kind of right there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, and, and he's, he's definitely, he's definitely one of those guys that, that's, you could see either, either blossoming. I mean, he's 27, so it's not like he's young, but he's young as far as like, he's MLB only, ha- yeah, he's only pitched 13 games in the MLB. So, I mean, up until he got, I mean, his first two plate appearances were just last time out and then his two run single, and then he gets a uh, fielder's choice. I mean, he drove in three runs today. <laughs> <laughs> Two way player. No. No. <laughs> no. Easy now, but easy now. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think he's, I don't know that he's long term plan kind of guy, but I think he could very well pitch here until we have a rotation coming up. Yeah. And maybe even into that. I mean, you got to understand this guy's going to, he, we got control of him for, you know, Till he's 32 or something, 30, 31, 32. So he very well yeah, could I'd have some totally, good years. I could be totally fine with him as our fifth starter. Yeah, maybe fourth and fifth, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't know who, I don't know who it is. Yahure, Lighter, Keller, throwing Brewbreaker and Quinn Priester. There you go. Yeah. That'll get you to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Hopefully, if it all works out, or 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 Rocker Kumar, I mean, it could be either one. Yeah, glad I don't have to make that call. <laughs> well, if I did, it would be lighter. I'd already made up my mind on it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I and it's it's literally only based off of the fact that his family is a family of pitching. Yeah, that's literally the the biggest thing. I don't think that what they're doing. I mean, they're both dominant. I know Rocker got gave up some runs recently, but so what? He's still what he is, but he's still electric. Yeah. But I just, I like the pedigree. I like the family kind of thing. Rocker's dad played football, right? So, I mean, at least he's an athlete. We know that. Right, yeah. It could be like the opposite of uh, Patrick Mahomes. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this dad that pitched, and now he's a quarterback. Yeah. Good signs. Good to get a series win. Yeah. And this this is it. Like, this is what we talked about. It really looked like, crap, this team's going to be bad all year. But you just can't overreact from a little bit. You're going to have series like this where the Pirates are going to put it together. 
get a get a series win. I really thought it was three good games. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. for the Pirates, yeah. if you're a Cubs fan, it's it was only one good game. But if you're a Pirates fan, it's really three good games. I'll take that four to two loss. When yeah. I thought there were still good things that happened, I thought that if you could hit with runners in scoring position, that was a big thing for me. And they didn't do that at the home opener, but outside of that, it was a good game at least. Arietta yeah. looks comfortable in that uniform. We he said that after his first start. I I still think that. Yeah. He just does. I mean, he just looks like he throw, he's he's dealing. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we don't want to see that. Anything else from the series that you want to that you want to cover on the Reynolds run down first base where he they hit him and he had three steps on the line. They called him out. It's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, Reynolds four hits today. Yeah, and hopefully that's a and and he's he's been hitting, um, hit the ball hard today. Even his bunt was a little hard, but <laughs> um, but no, just seeing seeing him get a four hit day is always always a bonus. This is what he does. I mean, he's either gonna go, mm-hmm. he's either gonna go one for three, and he's kind of ho hum. He'll have these games, but just a couple of days ago, he's zero for five. Then yeah. he goes four for five, just evens it out. That's all he does. Right. I feel like he's that's... a professional hitter. <laughs> he is. <laughs> so speaking of that, um, it's probably too early in the year to talk stats, but I mean, you got Phillip Evans hitting 393, Reynolds hitting 324, Colin Moran hitting 313. We're not hitting a lot of homers, and we knew we wouldn't. Right. But we're starting to hit the ball, and these batting averages, if you can call it that after nine games, they're right where we kind of figure they would be. And we have some other guys like Newman and Frazier who are lower, 188, 233, but those are the kind of guys that can just all of a sudden be on base. I mean, if right. you look at it, Adam Frazier's on base is the same as Reynolds. And Frazier's hitting 233, and Reynolds is hitting 324. So... To be honest with you, I'm not worried about that. I mean, you got on base 378. You can continue to be my leadoff hitter. He'll keep getting yeah. hits. Yeah. He'll keep getting hits. He's having good at bats. He's got six walks and only four strikeouts. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if you're not okay with that, right, then you're yeah. not watching the same game I am. And it's and it's baseball, and we know how baseball goes. You can hit three absolute line drives and get out, and then you hit this week end cap bloop blooper that falls in you know so so some of these batting averages will even out and that's why and, then, and that's about getting the four to five hundred at bats it'll even out Colin Moran has been working a lot of counts he's had probably had the best at bats of anybody his on base is 436 and even he's at seven walks but 15 strikeouts so for Frazier to only be at four strikeouts Right. You know what I mean? He's putting bat to the ball. Or he's getting walked. He's doing a good job of that. Yeah. Uh, Even Polanco, he's had a ton of good at-bats. He's walked six times. But Stallings, his at-bats, I don't know know how you walk Stallings seven times other than the (laughs) fact that you know that either Fowler or Alford hitting behind him is a better matchup. Yeah. So Stallings just yeah, there gets was, walked there was because they're like, I'm not going to give him a good pitch to hit when I got these guys that are in a real funk hitting behind him. 
Yeah, I felt like there was one or two of his at-bats on opening day when we were there. It was just like Arietta wasn't even trying to throw a strike. Especially to Polanco. Because even with Stallings coming up next, he was like, I'm not going to miss to Polanco. Right. I'd rather face Stallings. And then if I miss him, I, I have Alfred coming up. You know what I mean? And, or Fowler. Right. It, uh, Thursday was Fowler. And that's just how you felt about it. it. It bit him once. He got a sack fly out of Fowler, but still not what Polanco could do. Right. Especially as hard as he hit the ball on, on Thursday. He had the bloop single, but he hit that line drive to center field that I thought for sure was gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think offensively, I think they're doing all right. I think they'll be fine. They're going to go through things like this, but this is what we talked about. We just got to hope that it's not all at once. Yeah. You know, that's it. So, looking forward, we got four games against the Padres. (laughs) Yeah. Seven and three Padres. They're locked in pretty much right away. We're going to see great pitching right away. Monday night, Darvish. Blake Snell, Tuesday. Wednesday, Joe Musgrove comes back. Hopefully, it's a little bit like Trevor Williams' return back. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll play a little video. Maybe he'll feel bad. Maybe not. Either way. (laughs) Chris Paddock will be throwing Thursday. That will be an interesting one to watch. Chris Paddock, Mitch Keller, Thursday. It's a day game. But uh, that that'll be interesting. I feel like it's those you know two young guys trying to you know turn that corner and be. They're both projected to be really good pitchers. Yeah. So it might be interesting right there on Thursday. After that, the weekend series is is Milwaukee, and and the Pirates are going to Milwaukee. Obviously, don't know who's pitching those games, but that's basically going to be what we're what we're looking at this week. Padres are playing well. Milwaukee's middle of the road. I I think they're probably what they're going to be all year already. Yeah, it's middle of the road. Anyway, um, what is anything you anything you're looking forward to with these games? Anything sticking out? I mean, it's it's fun to see the Padres. Unfortunately, Tatis is not going to be there. So if if you're looking to go out to the ballpark, um, I know that Fernando Tatis would be a big draw. He's he's hurt right now, but they're still, I mean, Machado and Hosmer and you know, they got a lot of guys there. I mean, the the yeah. the, the starting pitchers that are that are pitching against the Pirates the next four days, all of them be great to watch. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're a baseball fan. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping we. I'm. I'm just to be honest. I mean, we know where the the Padres are at right now. We know where the Pirates are at right now. Don't get swept. Right. Just don't get swept. I think I think the uh, Keller Paddock game is is our most opportunistic to win, and then if we can steal one of the first three, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, you split a just, you split a uh, four game series with them, it'd be great. Yeah, I think you have if to you can just steal, be happy. With you're it. gonna have to steal one late though. I just feel like you're gonna have to do it against the bullpen because those guys, those those starting pitchers are. I I think you Darvish is better than than some people give him credit for. Um even though people think he's good. I think I think I think you Darvish is really good. Like you know, I think they they've put together a really good pitching staff in in San Diego. And they had to because they 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 got to compete with the Dodgers pitching staff. 
which I still think the Dodgers have the better pitching staff. But No, you know that they do. Yes, but. Yeah, so interesting you said that about the bullpen. You know, uh, Mark Melanson can end up making a, an appearance again. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot he was there. Yeah. Yeah. That might be fun, too. A little Mark the Shark visit to PNC. Has he been? I wonder if he's been back since. I, for, for I believe reason. he has. I don't remember. I believe he has with the Braves. So we don't have to worry about them doing anything for that. I don't think so. <laughs> That's good. So obviously this is uh, being released here on Monday. We're recording this Sunday night. And that's going to be kind of the normal now. We've been doing like Tuesday night and trying to get them out on Wednesday or Thursday. Expect these to start coming out Mondays. Uh, We're going to try to do the end of the week thing, what's coming up, what just happened, that sort of thing. Just go week to week. And that's going to kind of be our plan. We're going to hope to get things out Monday mornings uh, moving forward. So if you're looking for them, expect Mondays to be the day. And because we just recorded on Tuesday, basically all we talked about today was the Cubs series. So, yeah, you know, that, that was just all we really had to cover. So a little bit different. Next week we'll talk about the series against the Padres and our trip to Milwaukee. That's what we'll cover next week. And I don't have anything else for today. You got anything else? No, just let's let's go out and compete this next series and see what we got. I mean... Full slate, full slate. We got seven games, you know, four and three, full slate. What do we come out of this thing? Uh, You kind of hope to be, I mean, we say we split two. What do we want in Milwaukee? I mean, you series win, right? I mean, that's ideal. I think don't get swept again. So I think saying realistically, I mean, if we come out of this week with three wins, you're kind of saying, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So we know we know where we're at. We know where we're at. This is a growth. This is, we're in a growth. So go three and four, and and that's that's a good week. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. When you when you think of it that way, when you think of like three out of seven, you're like, oh, geez. But you're right. Three and four. You're almost yeah. at five hundred. I think that's a legitimate thing to say. If you drop three of the four against the Padres, then go get a series. Yeah. And, yeah. No, against and I the think team, that's, it's a, they're very doable. That's very doable. It's very doable. So, yeah. I I look to see something better out of Cahill. We may not win that game, but we got to see something better out of Cahill. Yeah. You know, other than that, yeah, I'm with you as far as the, as far as the games. Go compete. If they're all close, it's a growth year. Let's see our yep. good things. If we can play close games and not have those two games against Cincinnati, outside of those two games, we've had pretty good games. Yeah, I agree. All right, that's all we got for this week. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Hey guys, this is Jake. Thanks for being on the Bridge to Bucktober with us. To get connected and join in the discussion, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bridge to Bucktober. On Twitter, it's Bridge to Bucktober. That's Bridge, the number two, Bucktober. If you want to talk about something specific, shoot us a DM and let us know. We'll talk about it.